Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair, and I'm extremely excited about the 2017-18 season and all that it promises. This season, we'll be broadcasting twice a week, of course, due to popular demand. So thanks for listening in so many numbers, and please remember to follow us on Twitter, which is at City Podcast. In this first show of the season, we're going to look back at our pre-season campaign, discuss our new signings, say goodbye to some old friends, and make some predictions for the coming season. So help me do this. A big blue welcome to A View From A Blue, Stephen Allwise. Hello, hello. To Stephen Cox. Hello. And to Dan Montblake. Hello. Here we are. So what are you most excited about? Which of our new signings are you most excited about? Ooh. Enormous enthusiasm in the studio. We've had all summer to think of an answer to that question. Um, I think Mendy is exactly the type of signing that we needed. Um, I think we all have said for the past few years that fullbacks, we've had four who were ageing, can't get up and down the pitch any longer. Um, Mendy was, I think, outstanding in the two games we played against Monaco last season. Um, full of energy, young, quick, powerful. Um, I think he he's probably exactly what Pep wanted down the left. Um, do you both agree with that, guys? Before you answer yeah. that, okay. fifty-one million for a fullback. You know, Doesn't people ask, "I have a job to do here." Fifty-one million people say for full- you don't pay fifty-one million for fullbacks. Well, you do if the other team don't particularly want to sell him or don't have to sell him, and therefore that's the price. And they've just seen us pay fifty million for Walker, so they're going to say, "Well, if you can pay that for Walker, you can pay that for Mendy." But is there a premium because we're Manchester City? Do people have to pay another 10, 15, 20% because we're Manchester City? Well, it's just like you will now with Barcelona. At the end of the day, they've got 198 million sitting in the bank, and everybody knows that now. So people are going to put their prices up. People know that we've wanted a full back. People know we've got money. We've not invested 
on left back specifically for about six or seven years since Collier. We needed a group of four backs. Yeah, so I mean, if you split that over the years, which you don't, but I mean, it's we, we wanted to sign him. He's Pep was probably first target in that position. Monaco didn't need to sell him, so you know what. Doesn't matter how much we paid, we've got the man, we can afford it. D- Ditto Walker, that's the thing, you know, Spur- that Spurs deal set that price and that's where it's going to stay. I so think. we said all our season, Dan, full-backs have been our shortfall. Stevens quite rightly said we've not invested whatever it is, six, seven years. We've ended up with Mendy and Carl Walker. That's a pretty exciting starting lineup because they're not exactly your old-fashioned, they're not sort of Pardo and Book, are they? Sort of good old-fashioned full-backs. These are attacking wing-backs who are going to add a totally new dimension that we've not really had. I mean, if you're looking about what we've upgraded from Zabaleta and Clichy and Sanya, all over 30 years old, the amount of energy we're bringing to the teams playing the Pep way, where actually the fullbacks will bomb on, they'll bomb past the past the forwards but also they've got incredible pace so they can get back and defend at the same time whereas previously we all love Zabba as a hero and everything but he just didn't have the legs to get back and to cover at the back but just going back to your point what you said before about the fees for fullbacks okay if we go back to 2002 um, a team paid £28 million I think he was for Rio Ferdinand at the time and that was 15 years ago so I think if you are looking for quality players I think then you have have to pay heavily for those quality players and we are a team now that wants to invest in very very top players and therefore we have to commit to that I think historically strikers will have cost more than anyone else because they're the ones who score the goals and, and win you games but in and and we, shirts. yeah and but we've got a lot of attacking options and we struggled at the back last year and for Pep um, you, you have to think that full-back and defenders this summer is the most important position, which is why we spent so much on them. Um, so, some, th- some sort of Spurs fans might argue that actually he's not the best right-back in England, Walker. He's not even the best right-back at Spurs, and he can't cross the football. Some would argue. Um, any thoughts on that? He's a decent full-back, isn't he? Sour grapes, it sounds to me, to be fair. Um, I I think they would talk about his longevity in the fact that he's probably not capable of playing too many games in a week. But then that, that I believe, is why Pep bought Danilo, because Danilo can cover left, he can cover right, and he can also cover defensive central midfield. So I would say decent bit of business. There's nothing wrong with Walker, as far as I can see. I think he's good. I'm not sure I'd have had him down as as the best right-back in the league or a great player, but... I think he's a good signing again as we've all said he's quick energetic will get up and down um, and Pep wanted that just injection of, of pace into the team and he could well develop more under Pep than he did under Pochettino I, I think I have to say for me our best signing I love the fullbacks but our best signing for me is the goalkeeper purely because he he made a bit of a howler in the United game but actually since then he's built upon those performances and it's starting to settle the backs down they're actually starting to get used to him and, and how he works like last week at, against West Ham he, he kind of inter- came out of the area and intercepted a ball and swept it up and, and dealt with it quite nicely I, I think the guy's great and he's a good shot stopper as well you don't worry every time somebody's bearing down on the goal like you did with Bravo that, that you know, you're not going to get something in front of it uh, so that's Edison you're talking about 36 mm-hmm. million yeah. from Benfica looks decent in pre-season Dan? 
I think it looks quality. I think it's something we've been crying out for. We've needed some leadership at the back. Um, as much as we all liked uh, Willie as his, his status um, for becoming a hero after the cup final, um, he wasn't going to be a long-term solution. Joe Hart was obviously out the door. Um, Bravo, for me, well, he's just not going to cut it. But we've got a young guy in there. He looks confident. He takes the ball. He's a good shot stopper. He makes himself big. Reminds me in a lot of ways, which is a real compliment to him at this very early stage through the, through the pre-seasons. A bit like Schmeichel, where he spreads himself when he when he comes out and saves. So, yeah, I think he will which give... Which one? Um, which of, 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 well, we can say both of them because we have both of them as well. Exactly. So I'm talking, about, I'm talking to? about Peter. Okay. The Man City great. Right, not Casper, the Man City great. Well, he also became a great as well, in, in a blue colour, but maybe not for us. Premier League champion, Casper mm. Schmeichel. Did very well for himself, but he's, he's also not so young. I think he might be 30 these days. Ed, Edison is 23, and he, he will be the number one for Brazil for some years to come, I think. You mentioned Danilo, actually, because at 27 million, when you look at some of these ridiculous you know, numbers that are being banded around, and, and we, we all have to agree that it's ridiculous, came from Real Madrid, 27 million looks like a bit of a bargain. I mean, you've, you've seen something in pre-season. You can argue that you can't read too much into pre-season, yeah. but at the same time, he's, he stepped up to the plate and he looks, he looks quality. He's energetic. He reads the game he gets behind teams um, against West Ham last week he actually made the first goal although albeit it was De Bruyne's assist Danilo's interception actually made the goal from a press in the corner and uh, I really like the guy he's, he's enthusiastic he looks up for the challenge and he's not physically intimidated at all the one we haven't mentioned do you want to mention something about Danilo? no I think the one thing I was going to say is I, don't, I wonder whether we need a fourth full back um, given that it's such a, an energetic position in, in Guardiola's system, whether it's three at the back and their wing-backs or four at the back, you need that fourth player. Um, and Kolarov could or did a job last season as, as your second-choice left-back. We've lost that option, thankfully, this year, but we, we don't have a fourth option. So it, it, it's a lot, I think, to ask of the three to, to play most games. So would you say that left-back cover... Others are saying we need another midfield and another centre back as well. Would they be the three gaps that are still still there? I'd like to see um, a left back. I'd like to see a centre back. I'd still like to see a central, really defensive midfielder, someone who gets really stuck in. I know we've got quite a few midfielders coming back from injury, but we I think we may we could do with a Roy Keane, a Nigel De Jong sort of type when we, when we need to get stuck in someone who can perhaps grab the grab the game by the scruff of its neck um, and for me those are the three positions I mean I think we can get away with an attack because we've although we've only got two true attackers we've actually got a lot of front forward options uh, with, with the talent we've got there so that's personally what I think any caps for you, Steve? Are you uh, still uh, pretty about? much pretty much the same as Dan's just sort of said there, really. Although although I do feel that with Fernandinho and Danilo, we've got some cover across the pitch if we need it in an emergency. But they're not really what you would say first choice for that area. So I think we are lacking a little bit. It then depends as to whether um, Pep's going to bring on some of the youngsters a little bit this year because it is used Foden and Diaz in pre-season. So he might have some sort of plans afoot for that. I hope he does actually because. 
they both look pretty good, pretty comfortable on the ball. His track, rock, his track record is not necessarily using these youngsters. Maybe League Cup, or if we play Chelsea on an odd day in the FA Cup, he may well play eleven of them in that sort of game. But but other than that, his well, track record is eleven of them. But I think he might. Play I was being slightly facetious about yeah, that FA Cup game. Not one or two. Yes. I went to with Mr. Allwise. I seem to remember yes. so that uh, FA Cup tie at Stamford Bridge where we uh, we weren't happy about the way we'd been treated. One person we've not mentioned, of course, is Bernardo Silva. Um, who's come in a snip, a snip at 45 million. Another Monaco player, someone else who excelled in those fantastic two games we played against them in the Champions League last year. Any, any thoughts on him? Adds another a new I, dimension again. I, I love the look of this guy. I just think he's, yeah. he's superb. He, he, for me, is the replacement, the long-term replacement for Silva, for David Silva. Um, we don't even need to get the names mixed up or anything. We can just go with the name Silver. Because Danilo, we'll of course, it. has Silver in his full name as well. Of course, exactly. Yes. We'll just get a whole team of Silvers yep. and hopefully turn to gold. But you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we'll good line We'll see how we get on there. Um, no, I just like his technical ability. I like the way he can't get knocked off the ball so easily. He's comfortable in small situations uh, where he's getting closed down, sort of like David. And, and he's got the vision of the pass as well. Hopefully he might even have more um, goals than David does from his shots but uh, we'll have to wait and see how he and gets David's hair we have to talk about David's hair yeah. um, for those I'm who don't I was know, struggling he... to recognise exactly. him actually I, I kept looking thinking who's that 21 oh that's Silver okay. you thought it was Stephen Ireland didn't yeah, you yeah I did <laughs> at first yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, carrying the sharp. A new look, a new look from uh, from a still with a shaven head. Uh, just thinking also about sort of we're talking about transfers, and we'll, we'll look back after the break about some of the ones who are gone, and, and maybe a few words about them to say thanks and goodbye. Um, what about Sanchez? Do we think that is still a goer? Lots of talk. He's saying he's staying. Sorry, should I say Wenger's saying he's staying. He's being pretty quiet. He's not happy. He clearly wants to go. Stranger things have happened because City have been linked to him for quite a while. It's a player that Pep clearly would like to see in a sky blue shirt. Any thoughts on that? Is it, Stephen, you're fairly close to these things? You've got your ear to the ground? Yeah, not, not very close to the ground. Um... <laughs> I'd be surprised at this stage if he joined us. Um, I think it would be um, a poor move from Arsenal to to allow him, even if we paid whatever they wanted, to move to a rival um, so late in the window. Um, but Pep likes him. He's the type of, again, creative, busy, attacking option that you can't really have too many. Um, and, and same with Bernardo Silva and people asking well, how can the two Silvers and De Bruyne and Sterling and Sané etc fit into the team well you need those attacking options there's always be, be games when people don't quite click or an opposition defends well and you need options Sanchez is an outstanding player um, works tirelessly as well which Pep values but I'd be surprised if he was wearing a City shirt uh, come the start of September albeit I have to say that every time Wenger says someone is going to stay, they nearly always end up going. But I don't, I don't see it either. I can't see it this window. I think the only opportunity is right at the end of the transfer window. Once Wenger gets his own people in, potentially there may be an opportunity there. Um, he's a great player. Reminds me of Tevez, that never-say-die attitude. Wants to win, always a winner. I think he wants to leave. They may have had a conversation where they said he's got to stay for the, for this last season and he's happy he can go wherever he wants but I, I'd love to see him at City as well you can't have too many winners in a team Alright This season we've teamed up with Ladbrokes and we'll be bringing you plenty of specials 
Our first is bet £5, get £20. This means if you deposit £5, Ladbrokes will add another £20 to your account. As a listener to this podcast, you can get this by following the link at bet.citypodcast.net. We'll be tweeting this bet £5, get £20 link, adding it to our Facebook, and we've put it in the description of this podcast too. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be straight back after this. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's look at a few of the City players who have sort of moved on um, to make way for some of this new sort of multi-million talent. Let, let's sort of pick them off and maybe a few words about each one to say thank you and to think about what sort of contribution they made uh, at the Etihad. Let's start with uh, Gar Clichy. Can't pronounce the team he's gone to. Begins with a B. They're in Turkey. Correct. Turkish um, team beginning with B. Um, that's not Bursaspor. Um, I thought he was an underrated player for us. I think he did a good job over six or seven years, however long he was with us. Um, always you know, full of energy. I think he was the catalyst a lot of the time for our pressing. Um, didn't Wasn't the best going forward, but I think he knew his limitations. Um, I realise I'm exceeding a few words here, but he knew when to, to just keep the ball and, and play it simple. Um, and... I think he's been a great servant for City. Can I can I add the only the only thing I downside I saw with Clichy was the fact he quite often used to dive in and get caught on the ball. Got old, got found out. Time to leave. Interesting. Three three very different comments. Uh, Kalechi Ihenacho, Leicester City for twenty five million. But I think we've got some sort of buyout clause. We can buy him back for fifty million whenever we want. Sounds like a good deal. For Leicester City For us I think we've done brilliantly To yeah. get 25 million For someone who's Not very good You say it's not very good But his goals His goal scored ratio Against shots Was the highest in the league Wasn't it? Scores goals But not good enough In open play I think he'll get found out Not good enough For me in a top 8 team I agree with you But For Leicester Who knows They, they seem to put these people together And you know Form a team So who knows Good luck to him. Pablo Zabaleta, West Ham United. What can we say about Pablo we haven't already said before? The guy is an absolute god. For us, for many years, he served us absolutely faithfully and brilliantly, and he would run through walls for us. But as we sort of alluded to earlier on the podcast, he started to get old, he started to slow down a bit, and um, he'd get caught out defensively rather once too often, I think. We all love Pablo, don't we? Don't understand anything, don't understand anything negative about Pablo other than he's old. I echo exactly what Steve said. Brilliant player. Um, had a connection with the fans that not many players do. Um, and I'm sure in, in a few years they'll be back working for, for an Argentinian branch of City Football Group at some stage. <laughs> Willie Caballero, Chelsea. Willie, what can you say? Um... Fan, became a fan's favourite would have rather have him in goal any day of the week rather than Bravo sorry to see him go I'd rather have let Bravo go and kept Willie as our second keeper so yeah if we come up against him um, all good luck to him Jesus Navas Sevilla he's going to become of course their record 
he's going to play like 9,485 games for Sevilla. He's already almost there. With one he... successful cross. And three goals. Um, <laughs> but but he, it's amazing. I, I looked at his stats. He's going to, and he, he played a lot of games for City as well. Yeah, I think we've... We covered him a lot last year. It's the set, you know, gets into some good positions, um, but doesn't or never quite delivered uh, what you thought he was capable of. Worked hard, did a job, quick, but not good enough for a, a top team. Yeah, I have to echo that. No end product. I think he was part of the time where we're buying mediocre players such as uh, Sinclair, and he fell into that category, unfortunately, and um, for me, not good enough. Talking about <laughs> I just tweeted him with Scott Sinclair as opposed to Trevor. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's a bit, a bit far away. <laughs> Talking yeah. of not good enough, Nolito Sevilla. He had a good. He was good for nine minutes in one game. Do you know what I mean? Didn't I, he, I he thought the first. Was that the first ten games? He, yeah. he looked as if games. He, first ten games he I played every thought, game I and never, looked as if I never thought scored. he looked like a footballer. He, he, he couldn't run. He what didn't did run he have like. about him though? I don't, I don't know what he had. But he had no pace really. Yeah, good hair. No, good he hair. seemed to fit the system initially. Knew what he was doing, but then. Yeah, as soon as he wasn't in the team, and every time you came on, you thought there's there's nothing there except a, a headbutt. Yeah, well, that, I was just about to say that myself. He, did, he seemed to sort of have this little buzzy character about him, and he was always potentially going to be the first person to get sent off for butting someone. But we wish him well, yeah. Fernando Galatasaray. Yeah, another one who. who you know, did a decent job, but probably not good enough for where we want to be. My dad doesn't like Fernando. He's very happy I thought he did okay last season. Um, limited defensively, but um, yeah, part of the squad players that he wasn't going to feature a lot this year. Kolarov, AS Roma. Shame Lisa Rabinowitz isn't here. She's had a, a say on had a say on uh, on Twitter, but she's not here to defend him or wish him well personally. But I'm sure she would if she was here. I never really quite knew where to put Kolarov in a sort of positional sense. Um, On the he, bench. A, a, yeah, occasionally you had the odd good game as a makeshift centre-half, briefly, or a makeshift left-back. But it, for me, he was just not good enough defensively. He was always caught out of position. Even attacking-wise, although he had a stinging shot, rarely did he hit the target. But, you know, he did us a job over a period of time. I'm not quite sure what that job was. He was very poor, though, at times, there wasn't yeah. he? You'd, you'd see when, when you were watching him, you'd, you'd see him like stood on the halfway line when everyone was pulling back and he was caught out of position so many times. And unlike Zabba, who would play with Silver, and that, he'd run past Silver and Silver would thread the ball through and Zabba would put the ball across. He'd always have to smash it across, and I don't know. just wasn't good enough for where we're heading. And then finally, two goalkeepers, Angus Gunn, two loans Angus Gunn on loan to Norwich uh, from where his dad played of course and Joe Hart of course to West Ham as well on loan we've covered him a bit over the last we've covered Hart I don't think we need to say any more about that but Angus Angus Gunn's quite a promising young keeper and you know it'd be good to see him back in a city shirt at some point in the future although there's a bit of competition because Murich is also Mm. a very good goalkeeper as well so uh, I'm not sure we need you know I think Bravo, Bravo will dwindle away and I think some of the youngsters will actually sit us back up and be- before we break then, can we just sort of talk about the, the pre-season as well that we've had? Just to remind everybody, uh, we played Stratford, I think they played three games, we've just got off the, uh, off the, off the 
off the plane, we beat Real Madrid, we beat Spurs, and we beat West Ham. In terms of those sort of four games, what was it that excited you most about what you saw? We've talked about the new players, we've talked about those that are going. Just talk about those games, the formation, and what particularly you're looking forward to this season. The last three games, we look more defensively solid than I've seen us for quite some time. And there seemed to be a bit of a, a strength building amongst the players at the back. It was good to have company playing in all three games. Um, so we looked fairly solid. That that was a good thing. But actually, going forward, perhaps we can rip some teams apart with the talent that we've got up front. I think we've got so many killer outlets I mean, Edison kicked the ball, what was it, 60 yards direct to Aguero? And it was unlucky not to score. I mean, that pinpoint accuracy was amazing. So from the goalkeeper, going from the full-backs who are bombing forward, um, defensively we look sound. You know, I'd say something now that if company stays fit, I think that this season's going to be a great season for us. He just brings the stability, secures the goalkeeper. I just think going forward, we we have so many attacking options and so many quick people that it is frightening if you're a full-back or a, a centre-back running back against these guys. Well, listen, <coughs> well, listen Steve, Steve has given up. Listen, a huge <laughs> thanks to my three guests, to Stephen Allwise, uh, to Steve Cox and to Dan Monlake. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.